Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. We are joined by a special guest, Mr. Reagan, yeah. Christopher Patrick Coles. Thank you for being here, Mr. Thank Reagan. Uh, I just feel really special that we know your we know your name. <laughs> yeah, you do know my real name. Yeah, yeah, we know your name. You're not just Mr. Reagan. Just, in fact, Reagan isn't even part of my real name at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have uh, Chad Prather back with us today. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Time. I worried that you were boycotting our show. Never, it's been so never. long. So good to have you back. Stu, you're okay, too. Mm. What's your tough story? Yeah, I'll fight for you, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. Gee whiz. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about sneakers. We haven't talked about sneakers uh, in a long sneakers. time. It's not an American flag, so we're going sneaker talk mm -hmm. today. Okay, Chad. I want to talk about sneakers, too, but it's the kind that are trying to get across the border. Oh, lovely Congress uh, woman from New York took a little visit down with some other congressional members, and what they found is astounding. Mm. All right, and Chris. Well, I would like to talk about Andy No and what happened with Antifa, mm -hmm. because I am from Oregon. And to me, it's just a tragedy what's happening up there. Yeah, I cannot like, wait to get, your, to get your perspective because it, it truly is astounding how yeah. quickly uh, they've gone down, downhill. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. So if you are looking for you know, maybe a home refi or a home loan, uh, whatever the case may be, American Financing is your go-to. Um, they have, as we pointed out many times on the show, they have salary-based professionals, not commission-based. So what that means for you is the people you're dealing with are not looking for the kickback from the financial institution when they're trying to uh, d decide what mortgage, uh, what interest rate, all of those things, what's going to be right for you, which is key, I feel, to, uh, to choosing uh, a professional, a finance professional. Yeah, well, you have someone you can depend on. It's the biggest financial transaction you'll probably ever make. No pressure. Oh, so don't screw it up. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Um, Stu, I know, uh, dealt with them, and they walked you through everything, answered your questions. Didn't make you feel stupid, right? Because I feel really stupid when, yes. I, when I go through mortgages and home loans. Yeah, you feel really dumb when you're doing a mortgage and when you're buying jewelry. Because you feel like the jewelry <laughs> yeah. store is yeah. just like, they could sell you anything. I mean, it yeah. could be tinfoil and you have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> kind of the same thing with mortgages, I feel like. So American Financing, they'll walk you through everything. They'll, they will answer all the questions that you have. They will put you in something. They will put you in, in a loan that is reasonable and right for you. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net or you can call 800-906-2440. All right, sneakers, sneaker talk. Yes. Uh, so we were told back in the day when people were kneeling on the NFL fields that they were not kneeling because of the flag. They were kneeling because of what they were protesting. In fact, I think we have a couple of examples of this. Uh, I think Don Lemon is one of our examples. Uh, here's Don telling us what these protests were actually about. Taking a knee at an NFL game was never about the flag never. or mm. the military. Nope. That's what the president wants you to believe. Mm. It gives his insulting sons of bitches comment cover. A comment that not only insults hardworking professional men, but tries to drag their mothers oh, down God. to his level oh, as God. well. Taking a knee <laughs> is a constitutionally <laughs> protected <laughs> expression. It falls within league rules, period. If anyone actually believes this is about the flag, mm. then you must believe Rosa Parks' protest was about a bus. Oh, that's oh, exactly okay. the same thing. It's almost identical. <laughs> now, one way that you can make sure people don't think it's about the flag is to do it at any other time <laughs> except the national anthem. You could do it right as they're about to kick off. You could do it before the game, after the game. You could do it at a million different times, but somehow people got confused. I think we should do it right in the middle of a play. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if they're the Cowboys, I'm I was just going to say the Eagles. Uh, uh, here's another example. This one's from Fox Sports 1. Are you angry about the protests 
because you think it's disrespecting the flag, mm. or, or are you angry about what is being protested? Mm. Mm. Because if Colin Kaepernick, who started this whole thing, when he was asked, why are you not standing for the anthem? He had said, I'll be honest with you, I think no one protects that flag more than our soldiers. And I do not think our soldiers are treated fairly when they come back to this country. They do not have adequate health care. They do not have adequate benefits. They do not have adequate job opportunities. And until they get that, I'm not standing for the anthem. Would you still be mad? Because you'd be disrespecting the flag just the same way. It would still be a, a pick a different time would be the easiest uh, way to do that. And at least there would be a little bit more factual basis to that particular uh, arrangement. Uh, but this is a bizarre thing because we were told it was not about the flag. And yet, here we go. Now Colin Kaepernick, who apparently is running Nike, uh, they come out with <laughs> shoes that have a flag on it. Yeah. And somehow Colin Kaepernick actually has the power uh, to recall all of these shoes because the flag is so controversial. Um, I, I mean, for a guy who barely could throw more touchdowns and interceptions in his career, it's a very strange power he has over Nike. Um, and so, and this is the Betsy Ross flag, mm-hmm. which is, uh, it, you know, this is, I guess it's anything with stars and stripes on it is a problem for Colin. Yeah. We now see that this obviously was about the flag. Uh, but n- next like, when did this flag become this racial symbol? Well, BuzzFeed has solved this one for us. They say, in recent years, the flag has been used for political purposes, including by white nationalists. Uh, here's their what? evidence. A 2018 story by The Outline noted the flag was on display in the home of a white nationalist group. Oh. Uh, a, a member of a white nationalist group. Here's the, like, legitimately one of the pieces of evidence they have. This is what it says. This is the quote. Paul messaged me that he was ready. He appeared to be in his mid-20s. His hair was short and parted to the side, just like mine. A Betsy Ross-era American flag hung on the wall behind him. That's, that's, that is one of their two pieces of evidence. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm pretty sure I heard once a white supremacist say two plus two is four. Oh, my oh. gosh. Are you serious? So if you believe oh. that two plus two is four... You're a racist. You must be a white supremacist. I've always I believed math was racist. <laughs> right? Math. Uh, yeah, I think they've actually, said, they've actually that. said that. Somebody has said that, yeah. Oddly. So Nike, Nike's an Oregon-based company, right? See, Oregon, yes, Oregon's yeah. going straight to hell. I, <laughs> I am so sorry, you guys. Build a wall on the southern fault. border, but let's go. Uh, like, I'll help lay the bricks around Oregon These right now. And there's people. good people These in Oregon. People. There really are. I, I, was on I the, promise. Are there still? There are. There's not in Portland. Okay. They live sort of on the that's fair. Uh, we'll let me give you one more piece of evidence here. This is uh, in 2016. So 2018 and 2016, apparently no examples in 2017 or this year. But they go to 2016 because of a high school. Do we have the picture from the high school? This is going to show you how racist this is. White supremacist, basically. Uh, that is legitimately their other piece of evidence. There is a flag, the Betsy Ross flag, next to a Trump flag. Which apparently oh, the school wow. actually apologized for, oh, for having goodness. the two next to each other, which is what? incredible. How dare we acknowledge that the president exists? I know, <laughs> I know. Um, amazing. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting because, of course, now they probably will start finding other examples of this because they're now, we'll be looking for them and become a self-fulfilling prophecy eventually. Uh, but this was never about the flag. That, that, that whole line was a lie. And, and I don't, look, I don't care about the shoes. I honestly don't care if people in the NFL kneel. I don't go to the NFL for my political advice. I don't care what they do. But I am annoyed that every single time one of these stories comes up, 
We're told that we're hate mongers. We're, we're doing the wrong thing. We don't understand. And then, you know, six months later, we find out we were right the entire time. And there's no apology show that airs on CNN. Don Lemon doesn't come out and say, wow, I blew that one. I mean, he's protesting shoes now. You guys were obviously right. There's n- that moment doesn't occur. Yeah. I'd, I'd like it to occur. Well, and how many sound bites do you have of Don Lemon saying that the border crisis is a manufactured crisis? Yep. And then six mm-hmm. months later, he said, it's, we have a crisis at the border. Yeah, they right. never apologize for that. The NFL is a picture of America. Think about it. We used to be about these gladiators that put on their pads and marched out onto the field and bruised each other up and banged each other down. And there were mm-hmm. girls in short skirts who would pom-poms and it was all, it was, it was like, ah, gladiators. It was modern day gladiators. These days you can't sack the quarterback because you're going to get fined $25,000. There's all these little tiny things. You have the protest, you have the political statements that are going on. You know, America used to be very simple in, in the way we ran things, but now we, we're down yes. to, you know, Everything is roughing the passer these days. Everything <laughs> right. is roughing the passer. You can't have a Betsy Ross flag. What are we going to do next? Go to Philadelphia and burn her house down? You know, it's a historic yeah. site. Burn it down. Yeah. Betsy was a yeah. racist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, this is, it's gotten to the point of sheer lunacy. Can you imagine if it was an LGBT flag on the back of the shoe? Mm-hmm. And they said, we're recalling them. Because oh we're, we're recalling them. Does Kaepernick them. even play anymore? No. no. Okay. He barely <laughs> played when he played. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take his side a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was about the flag. I think he genuinely thinks that America is a racist, oppressive place, right? Mm-hmm. But it's about what the flag represents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His yeah, vision yeah. is that the flag represents oppression. Mm-hmm. The flag, I mean, it goes back to this fundamental delusion that America is this evil, horrible place. I mean, it's really the best place. It has the most opportunity for anyone of any stripe little flag reference there, uh, <laughs> to, to, to succeed, to make something of himself. The guy was making hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars yeah, in the NFL. I don't know how much he was making exactly. Now he's making millions of dollars on these Nike deals. Yeah. He doesn't even play football anymore. <laughs> and Nike's still acquiescing to his every whim. Oh, actually, I think the round stars are oppressive <laughs> to me personally. Yeah. So, like, why are we even listening to him? I will say the getting paid millions of dollars is the best kind of oppression. Oppression, right? Yeah. right. I mean, right. Sign me really up. Really I will be oppressed all day we long We are for that. such a racist country. It's <laughs> and, unbelievable. And I'm with you, like, in that, it's not the fabric, right? Like, I don't, no. the flag is the flag. You know, I've never been a guy who wants a, a, an amendment to stop flag burning. Like, I, you know, like, it is, it's a symbol of America, though. And, yeah. and it's, it's really the point, yeah. right? He's trying to make this point that America isn't the place you're talking about. Yeah. He's saying it's, it's this oppressive place where it's, you know, all these terrible things are happening and we should all believe that, you know, it's a common occurrence that all these terrible things are happening on racial lines from police officers. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it is, it, it's, it's amazing to see that that is what gets folded to. Like, I yeah. mean, these giant companies, multi-billion dollar companies fold to something like that where they don't, they don't feel any pressure from, mm-hmm. you know, people who say, you know what, the flag represents something really great. Not to mention that this is like the ultimate feminist symbol, right? I mean, it's Betsy yeah. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Really? And yeah. we don't even have to get into the sweatshops that yeah. make these shoes oh, yeah. overseas mm-hmm. and the kids that are doing it for pennies a day. But <laughs> there is no institutional racism in America. Right. There is not. You talk about large companies, Fortune 100 companies, Fortune 300 companies. Now they have chief equality officers that are that are C-level executives to make sure that equality is happening in these businesses and in these companies. 
Those are strides. Remember, 60 years ago, we were in the middle of Jim Crow America, Jim Crow South. These days, we have C-level executives making sure that people have the right opportunities that are there. It's, it's, and you're exactly right in, in saying that because there is no, and people get mad at me when I come out with this and I say there is no institution. You can't name an institution in America that is racist. Now, there's organized racism, there's individual racism, right. but there is no institutional racism in this country. Yeah. Or systemic, they call yeah. it systemic. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I defend his right to speak. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think the way he did it, it was provocative, it got attention. I mean, you know, fine. Okay, if he wants yeah. to kind of make a fool of himself, that's all right. <laughs> uh, he doesn't believe the same things I believe, but I will defend him for sure. for speaking because sure. I, I really respect speech so much. And and, and the, the, the speech that we have to protect is the ugliest kind of speech. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty ugly speech, yeah. right? But I think that we really do need to all kind of gather around the idea that he's wrong. You know, yeah. I think Americans yeah. need to look at what he's saying, yeah. say, are we really a racist country? Are we really a hateful country? And I don't think so. If you've ever traveled to other cultures around the world, racism is kind of like embedded in most cultures. Sure. Uh, you know, white American culture has said, no, we don't like that. Um, we want to be generous and respectful and uh, tolerant or whatever word you want to use you know, to describe it. But we want to be inclusive to everybody. And, and I think that that's a great thing. And we should be proud of that instead of like demonizing us for not stepping up to the absolute highest standard humanly possible where there's zero racists in America at all. And nobody has a racist, you know, any kind of little thing that comes up. They're like, oh, look how racist the country is. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, like we have the highest standard imaginable. We never figured off with end this with uh, as compared to what your race as compared to what what? right like what any other country on earth I think we do a pretty good job I mean they really do what about Norway we mean the one with like ninety eight percent white people that's the (laughs) that's what you want to compare the racism to it is important to say like as you compare to all of human history as compared to how the earth is right now we're pretty freaking good at this and And I know some Scandinavians. <laughs> We're better. <laughs> All right. uh, border talk when we come back. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sorry for that last injection. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right, Chad, you said that uh, some congresswomen visited some border facilities and there were some issues. Yeah, they went down to El Paso and according to AOC, our favorite congresswoman from, or as Nancy Pelosi calls her, a glass of water could have won in her district. Uh, She apparently, it's kind of blown up because there were the pictures of her screaming at the fence and crying at the fence and all of this impassioned pleas and the things going on. And so she came away and she said that she was, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, basically, sexually harassed there were there were physical threats against her sexual threats against her on the part of border guards and she said that there were there were migrant families who were being forced to drink out of the toilet and, and these type of issues um, I'm going to take things that are not true for 500 <laughs> this is ridiculous so I've been to the border numerous times I've been to many of these facilities and it's ludicrous Tom Holman who is the former director of ICE came out today and said this is absolutely insane. Here are the pictures. There's a sink with a with a mm-hmm. water line running to it, and here's a toilet with a water line running to it. This doesn't make sense. If they're if they're drinking, she says there's no running water. Well, why? How are they drinking out of the toilet? See, it just it just falls in on itself. It's a house of cards, and and then Samuel Rodriguez, who is the head of the Hispanic Christian organization, to pastor and took a group of pastors down there to the same place, uh, you know, and he said, I'm appalled because he was mad. Yeah. He said, if this is true, and he went down, he advised 
uh, Barack Obama, he, George W. George Bush, Biden. as well as Trump on immigration. He's come out on record as saying that Trump may be the guy who gets immigration reform taken care of. He went with a group of pastors, all Hispanic, and took a look, and he said, I'm appalled at the misinformation that has come out of AOC's mouth. She is flat out lying. But here's the issue. Here's why this matters. You're seeing from the leftists. I don't even call them liberals anymore. I miss liberals. I really mm -hmm. do. I miss classical liberals. They're leftists. Their, mm -hmm. their agenda is yep. off the deep end. I've said this before on this show, and I'll remind you that this is what this is. Lying doesn't matter anymore mm -hmm. as long as the agenda is accomplished. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's okay to misinform, to sleight of hand, and to out and out tell untruths as long as the agenda is accomplished. The and ends that's justify exact, the means. That's yeah. exactly what we're seeing happening here, Chris. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, could you imagine a world? Could you imagine a scenario in which AOC walked in there and didn't come out Screaming and shouting no, and no. talking about no. how awful everything no. was. Yeah. You know, like Chuck E. Cheese in there. Sure <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, the ball pit was disgusting. Uh, there was a booger on a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids were laughing. <laughs> totally inappropriate. I, um, I do want to. I, I want to get your thoughts, but. Yeah. Because we're discussing her reaction, oh. I want to go ahead and, and play her oh, yeah. interview, her short interview when she's leaving the facility. She's very passionate. Very upset. There's abuse in, this, in these facilities. There's abuse. This was them on their best behavior, and they put them in a room with no running water, and these women were being told by CBP officers to drink out of the toilet. They were drinking water out of the toilet. And that was them knowing what a congressional visit was coming. That was, this is CBP on their best behavior, telling people to drink out of the toilet. Did you see somebody actually do that? Did you see, did you see them actually do that? Oh, I'm sorry, I gotta go. I, I can't answer any more questions. I'm gonna roll up my window so angrily. <laughs> well, and I did see um, uh, a picture come out that she did confirm that it was what she saw was that they have the units with the sink on top of the toilet. Right. Which, really, if you think about it, if she's as environmentally friendly as she says she is, <laughs> isn't that the better choice? <laughs> Right? Like, right. you have to pump it or whatever you have to do that you're not just going to turn on the faucet full blast. She should be supportive of these things. Was that an SUV she was riding in? Wow. She flew down to the border and then got an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hybrid. <laughs> uh, on the subject of AOC, uh, I know, Chad, you referenced this, but she had these uh, pictures surfaced just recently of her from, what, a year ago that she was at the border, and she was very upset. She was very upset, uh, and she was yelling about all of the abuses going on. Let's watch. We have no right to stand for injustice. Thoughts? Well, the fact that she doesn't know how to pronounce abuses <laughs> aside, <laughs> let's just ignore that. Uh, I was having a hard time with that too. I gotta say. I mean, I, I, I too am outraged at the emptiness of that, <laughs> of that rocky area in yeah. which she was screaming. Uh, that was horrifying. I mean, 
there was a couple of cars there. Yeah. yeah. And I think there were some police officers, <laughs> if you see from the other angle. Yeah. Um, yeah, what is she screaming about? The, the photos of her, like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, crying. Uh, the, yeah, there you go. The um, the photographer said that. Um, okay, so there, so there was this idea that oh, actually, there, she wasn't in front of a facility where she could actually see the the you know the immigrants. In fact, that she was at a parking lot. Well, it turns out she wasn't at a parking lot. She was like at the gate that was like a street that went to <laughs> the facility or something like that. Yeah. So she wasn't actually at a parking lot. She was just at a gate that looked into like nothingness. It was essentially like a parking <laughs> lot. So yeah. sorry we got that detail wrong, guys. <laughs> But yeah, she was looking at essentially nothing, and the guy said, well, it was just the idea of the facility that made her up. So she could have literally been in Paris thinking about immigrants and upset. You know, she could have literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. been anywhere in the world. Yeah. It didn't have to be at that fence. I think they specifically took it at this sort of angle so that you couldn't tell what was on the other side Absolutely. and that people would imagine that there was like starving children over there or something like that but yeah so i mean ba basically the it's a propaganda photo you know it yeah. was it was taken i think before she was elected right yes so it was i think she it was, was campaigning look she's a sympathetic good person yeah you know it was one of those she's a pretty good actress <laughs> she, yeah yeah I, almost like she was acting I, almost like almost <laughs> i also would like acting. to bring up uh i saw a, a follow-up tweet from her, you know, I just left the border facilities and they were physically and sexually threatening to me. And she yeah. said, think about this, the human rights atrocities going on um, at the border. A woman slipped her, um, they had to check their phones, but a woman slipped her a, a little bottle, a little bag that said shampoo on it. And she told her, she said, it says shampoo, but the woman told me that this is all they give women to wash their entire body, oh nothing God. else. So this is soap not designed for skin, it's designed for hair. <laughs> Some <laughs> women's that. hair was falling out, others had gone 15 days without taking a shower. She is an embarrassment. I mean, it really is pathetic. I mean, she really is. I, it's, well, it's, I don't know how Democrats put up with this. I mean, like, she's, she's taking all of the air out of the room, right? Like, she is completely swallowing the entire national conversation for this party that's trying to run 29,000 presidential candidates. And they, no, no one has the balls to come out and say anything about it. No one has the balls to come out and say, like, look, we all know that you did not get sexually abused as a member of Congress <laughs> walking through a facility. We all know that's not true. Every person on earth right. knows that's not true. Uh, but we're supposed to stand by and act as if it is. Well, there's, well, there's three possibilities with what, what she's saying here about the like the women drinking out of the toilet and all that. Either she's right, you know, that's a possibility. Sure. Um, not sure if I'm going for that one, but that's uh, you know, you never know. Uh, there's the possibility that somebody literally told her that. I mean, somebody to use yes. an AOC word literally told her <laughs> yes. that, like you know, um, that this was happening. <laughs> But think about it. She's pretty famous. She's a pretty famous mm -hmm. congresswoman. So if somebody, an immigrant, thinks, oh, you know what? If I can get this congresswoman on my side, uh, maybe I can get a little special treatment here. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, AOC, uh, listen, you know what they're doing to me here? This is pretty crazy. And that's great ammunition for her. Yeah. So she doesn't even question it. She's just like, great, that's an awesome story. I'm kind of going to use that when I'm screaming and crying in the mm -hmm. car and rolling up the window angrily. Uh, and... The other option, obviously, is that she just make, made this up, right? Like she had, somebody in her camp came up with this, oh, this, you know, what, what do we yeah. say is going on over there? Uh, when you leave the camp, tell them that they, they said this for you or something like that. And we have really no way of knowing. Yeah. I'm going to go with that last option. It's, I mean, you know, it's a little bit cynical, I know. Yeah. But. We got we, we to gotta take a break. We'll yeah. be back. I think it's probably option B, right? Like someone said something like, oh, yeah, I have yeah, to yeah, do yeah, Chris, before we go to overtime, tell everyone where they can find you. 
Well, I'm on YouTube. You just look uh, for Mr. Reagan. I've got a Twitter, Mr. Reagan USA. You can find me there. And uh, lots of good stuff on your YouTube. I make videos. Lots of good stuff. We'll see it over time. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Chris, uh, I want to talk with you about Andy Ngo. Mm-hmm. And now we, you know, we covered what happened to him from, you know, with Antifa. Um, but I can't wait for your perspective on this because you said you're from Oregon. Yeah, I'm from Oregon. I've lived in Portland uh, for several years. And it, this was an escalating problem with this guy in particular because mm-hmm. he was just reporting on He's not the guy is <laughs> the guy is a gay Vietnamese immigrant. Mm-hmm. What you're uh, saying is he's a white supremacist. <laughs> clearly, clearly. I mean, I think this guy was um, a liberal in the in the classical sense, mm-hmm. right? He, he was for free speech. He wanted to, you know, to expose what was going on with Antifa. I don't even know if he was at first even anti-Antifa, right? right. I think he was just reporting on what was happening because that was big news in Portland. Um, they didn't like what he was doing, so they threatened him. I think he'd gotten into some situations with them that were a bit dangerous in the past. And he said that he would always go to the police, and the police would say, we've been told not to mm-hmm. get involved. And the mayor even tweeted at one point, the police didn't get involved. I think they made the right move. Mm-hmm. Right? And the police in the police, the, the mayor in Portland is, you know, the head of the police department. So he, right. he, the, the buck stops with him. I looked into this a little bit, and I, I saw that the police chief, whose name is Danielle Outlaw, funnily enough, <laughs> uh, Danielle Outlaw, a black woman, of course, it had to be a black woman in Portland, Oregon, uh, <laughs> from Compton. They brought her in to do what she calls 21st century policing or community policing. And the idea is like, well, we don't want to have another Baltimore situation or we don't want to have another like Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, thing, right. you know, yeah. big thing in Portland. So she's trying to be friendly with the community, right? Make everything... The problem with this kind of thinking is like, I I love it, right? I've been pulled over by cops who are not great, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm not one of these conservatives that say, I love all cops. Because some cops are just jerks. They just are. And we should call them out. And then we should call them out on it. You know, and and one of my best friends is a cop and great guy, one of the best people I know. My couple uncles, great guys, they're cops. But there's a lot of cops that just aren't good people. And, like, get rid of them. But they're not necessarily racist. They're just kind of jerks. You know, mm-hmm. they're bullies. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of them, right? That The racism thing is, like, kind of a another issue that I don't even think is their biggest problem, really. But th- this is the mentality, right? Okay, we've got to make the cops friendly with the, the people that they're policing. Yeah, be, be nice to the middle-aged guy in the, in the minivan that you catch for speeding. Be nice right. to him. Don't be nice to... The guys that are breaking windows yeah. and beating up the, the gay Vietnamese immigrants. And elderly people. And, and elderly people. That thing with the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were, it's like, you guys don't understand who the bad guys are here. You guys are trying to be friendly with the villains. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't need you to be nice to actual criminals. Okay, we don't mind you roughing up a rapist. Okay, or a murderer. Mm-hmm. Go after those guys. You don't have to do community policing with them. And this, but this is the mentality of Portland because they're on the left. Antifa's on the left, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's no distancing themselves. On the right, they, they accuse white supremacists of being right wing. 
typically a, a normal right-wing person will disassociate himself mm -hmm. or, or herself from that, that, those people. On the left, they don't do that. It's just a big family, right? If you're, if you're like an Al Gore, you know, Bill Clinton type leftist, that's, that's cool. You're still in the same camp as Antifa. Everybody's in the same group. They don't distinguish themselves from their extremists, which I think ends up in a situation like this where they want to be all friendly with Antifa. Why do you want to be friendly with Antifa? They're insane. <laughs> but, but the mayor and the police chief, they, they, don't, they, don't get, they don't know that these people are bad people they've got to deal with. Chad? Yeah, and if you take a look at that, that graphic that's on the screen right there, I mean, here, here's, you got a guy, and, oh, yeah. and there's videos of, of you know, mm. another gentleman who was coming to his aid, getting mm. hit in the back of the head with a crowbar a couple of times, and mm -hmm. we've seen the stitches mm. in the split open skull and things like this. This is, this is crime, and, and the rule of law has been lost in Portland. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've done live shows in Portland. Uh, my last show was you know, sold out there. People drove in. I told my manager and agent this morning, I said, never book me again in Portland. Never going back. I mean, it's just it, until, this isn't America. This, there's, you know, our constitution and founding fathers, I, they, we, this republic was designed for discourse and dialogue and debate and disagreement, but to be able to come back together and have that honest conversation. But when it devolves into violence like this, uh, we're getting into a serious situation here that, that is, once it, you better keep it in Portland. Because if you bring it to Texas, <laughs> yeah. we got a whole yeah. other damn issue. And I promise you, I'll buy you a hamburger and a milkshake, milkshake, uh, and, and we'll have that conversation. And if that doesn't work, I got a bunch of friends who really would like to have that conversation with you. Still, what gets me is, um, you know, when someone says journalist Andy No was attacked or, you know, however they want to phrase it, they call him a journalist. And the people on the left are like, Haha, he's not a journalist. Like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Right, he just got irrelevant. beaten yeah. up, right? Yes, he has yes. a brain bleed from these people who were mad that he was reporting on them. So why does it matter what your credentials are for journalism? Uh, it doesn't, <laughs> uh, and it shouldn't. Um, and I think, like, you know, it is a a really unfortunate strain on the left right now that it's just like it's infected it. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you look at the, even the presidential stage. We're watching, you know, these debates. And, you know, Bill de Blasio makes a big deal about how he has to talk to his black son uh, and give, give him the talk that, hey, you know what? Some cop might just shoot you because you're black at some point and you need to understand that. Can you imagine going to work yeah. with, for this guy the next day? You know, he's running your city. Buttigieg was the same thing. Mm -hmm. here's, a, here's a case uh, in South Bend where the... The investigation is not done, right? They are in the middle of trying to figure it out. The police officer says the guy ran at him with a knife. Um, now, is he lying? I don't know. Maybe he's the worst. Maybe he's just a murderer and he just wants to kill, you know, people of color. Um, it obviously has happened before. Um, though I just find it to be extraordinarily rare, especially after the investigation is done. These things do happen. A lot of times they're mistakes by police officers or bad decisions by police officers that have nothing to do with race. But yet, Buttigieg couldn't even bring himself to say, wait for the investigation. He said, I think his quote was something to the effect of, uh, uh, I'm not allowed to say anything until the investigation is done. As if he wants to say, like, I, I want to say that this mm -hmm. cop is a bad guy, but I am not allowed to. I'm restrained by, by my position. Mm -hmm. Like, that is like, it, there's this instant jump. And it's very connected to what we were talking about initially with Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. There's this instant jump to blame police officers. And if the officer is bad, man, nobody wants, I think nobody wants those people to pay a price more than good cops. Mm -hmm. yeah. they, they, they don't want to be, they don't want to be seen this way. I mean, you know, so many people get, you know, lumped into these big, you know, sort of identity politics groups. And I think officers are, are taking the heat for that now. 
And, you know, when it comes to journalists, like it's the one group that like they, they're happy to break it up. If you happen to be a conservative journalist, if you happen to be someone who's saying something that is, you know, positive, for the, whether it's the president or some other conservative, you're not in their group anymore. Mm. You're no longer you no longer qualify as a journalist. Uh, look, anybody, whether it's a journalist, whether it's a street vendor, whether it's just somebody passing by, you get hit in the head with a freaking crowbar. Yeah. Like, that is supposed to be a place, as you point out, Chad, where they were supposed to come together and say, okay, that one's really, really bad. There were a couple people in the media who did that, but it was, it was very limited. And I will point out that ex- except for um, Yang, Andrew there has Yang. been zero condemnation yeah, by a single presidential mm-hmm. candidate in the Democratic Party who has condemned this. There's not been a single public condemnation. And there's yet. hundreds well, of them. They, any, if you have 500 <laughs> candidates, can't you get more than one? Yeah. Well, and Andrew Yang got pushed back from the Democrats, yeah. from the left, for criticizing that. And we should give a little respect to Yang. I mean, yes. yeah. you know. agree. Yes, we, yes. Separate we do. Somebody. Thank you, Andrew Yang, for being the only one. He really is a voice of reason in that regard. Which I mean, is yeah. bizarre. And, 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 you, know? and you notice they don't want that. No. What did you get to shower, shower people with love, lady, to come out and say that? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, she has a name. <laughs> Her name is Mary Ann. Okay. And these are the days of our lives. She has a name. <laughs> it's cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> but I, even in the Democratic debates, I don't think they gave Yang, but what, two minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he time. said that his mic was turned off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Yang, Yang and Gabbard are the only ones to me that speak any sense at all. Agreed. Uh, and she she said a lot of sort of like mainstream lefty things. Sorry, we're getting into the debate. But, no, uh, I, actually, that was going to be exactly what I was going to ask you about. Just, so. I'm going to control this for now. <laughs> well, we're going to transition here. Uh, Welcome to the host. Of news. <laughs> <laughs> news why it matters. See, if I had known you were coming to take my job. I know. I'm I so sorry. Uh, but what I was going to say is, you know, she... I've listened to a lot of the stuff that she's said, and the stuff that I love, she didn't actually mention in the debates. And I think that the reason was because I'm not her target demographic. Yeah. Right. She's not Smart. looking for my vote. Right, right. Uh, so, I, yeah, I get it. She's going to give the, some of the boilerplate lefty stuff, uh, which is fine. But I would have loved to have seen her step out a little bit, you know, be a little bit more bold and say, look, you guys are being ridiculous. Let's talk about some stuff that matter. And she did. She got into some of the. Military stuff, mm-hmm. which I like. I'm not. I'm. I'm not an isolationist, but I certainly think that we can pull back a little bit from from our international presence. What do you think of uh, Kamala's performance? <laughs> oh, Cam- <laughs> Kamala Harris uh, <laughs> said a lot of nonsense mm-hmm. that was really impactful to Democrats who love stylistic language. Yes, mm-hmm. you That's know what? what I said, but I, I said it in a much worse way than you just did. <laughs> I. Was that little girl? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can literally say yeah. anything with that at yes. the end, yes. and Democrats will go, "I'm voting for her." Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, because it's just the style in which she said. It. Like, what did she actually say? I was part of the second class <laughs> of students that were bused in a specific region of California in this forced busing thing that nobody's ever heard of that happened way <laughs> after civil rights. And like, who cares, Kamala Harris, that you were that little girl? Nobody cares. Yeah. But that was an issue. She wanted to. <laughs> She just wanted to say, oh, I was that little girl. Yes, absolutely. Oh, and that, of course, her, that's her job in that spot, right? Her right. job is to move Democrats. Yeah, and right? it killed. And, it, and killed. it killed. I mean, you kill. watch CNN, they were like, oh, did you see Kamala? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she just destroyed Biden. Yeah. Biden's gone. Kamala's in now. She was that little girl with Willie Brown, too. Yeah, but... <laughs> Fair point. I'm, I'm wondering when I'm wondering when this is going to get brought up because yeah. I 
unless she gets the nomination, maybe they won't even. It, it is. It. It's a weird spin on Me Too, right? I mean, like the party that's telling us that every woman is getting abused by a, a powerful men at the workplace, mm-hmm. except for this one, which it really helped her a lot. Mm-hmm. So right, I guess right. sometimes it's okay. They were it's exploiting each other, so it was all good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Chad, what what was your takeaway from the debate? I, well, you know, I the thing is, I've, I've created a new hashtag called Panda Bears, and that's exactly <laughs> what we're dealing with with these guys. They're all Panda Bears. You know, when you've got I'm stealing that. Yeah. I love that, brother. That's great. Hashtag Panda Bears. And so, you know, they're going to do their lame attempts at Spanish. Bob Francis O'Rourke is going to. And that's the thing. You know, who are you campaigning for? Who are you you trying to garner the votes from? Mm -hmm. You know, Beto has proven what he's doing because now he's down in Mexico (laughs) talking to asylum seekers about what they think what should be done. If you want to be the president of Mexico, go run for president of Mexico. This is America. Yeah. This is America. These aren't arbitrary lines in the sand. These are our borders. This creates our nation. Come up here and campaign. Get on another table, Beto, and, and swing, yeah. swing your arms. But then arms. Castro has to compete. I know. Not only can I speak Spanish, but I also believe that trans women <laughs> yes. need to be able to have abortions. Yes. What in the world was that about? El Señor Salvador Alma. In one of my videos, I was like, I don't think Beto knows how trans people work. It's just bizarre too, and they just they're going to keep going further and further south. Like each candidate is going to go to the like Honduras, and then once we be Antarctica eventually, then we'll build the wall. Then we'll build the wall there. Further, further, further south. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the asylum seekers talking to Robert Francis were in favor of them getting into the country yeah. legally. Huh. You think? I, I mean, I don't know. Call it a hunch. Yeah. But I'm just going to say that's probably how that conversation worked because yeah. that would be what their input would be. So he wouldn't really need to go down there and talk to them. That's it. Yeah. Hashtag Panda Bears. Mm, yeah. They're Panda Bears. You know, it's ridiculous. And Swalwell's going to come out and say, well, okay, all we want to get rid of are rifles. And pistols. uh, No, you can keep your rifles and your pistols and your shotguns. That's all there is. (laughs) That's all we have. The left left has this weird idea that, you know, the AR-15 is the only gun that kills people ever. And that's what we need to, you know, that's it. It's like... Well, forget the fact that handguns kill like 90% of yes. people in America. Exactly. They're just like, and then, but the, those look scary. They, look, they yeah. do. They look scary. They look and they're, scary. they're military style. They're, right. they're almost so an M16. A modern sporting <laughs> rifle, <laughs> which is uh, one of the things he says he wants to get rid of. Or, or, you know, he said, keep keep the rifles. And he's like, we got to get rid of the AR-15s. It's like, well, what do you think AR-15 is? It's a <laughs> modern sporting yeah. rifle. You know what also looks scary? Goths. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, they almost died out in the 90s, but there's still a few left. There's still a few left. Let's and they're get probably, rid of them. They're probably under Antifa masks, <laughs> actually. Yeah. They came out of the basement. That's where they, Mr. And they, Reagan 2024, I am on <laughs> that platform. Get rid of Goths. I'm running. Uh, all right. Yesterday's poll, who do you want to see go head-to-head with President Trump in 2020? My girl, yes. Marianne Williamson, oh, yeah. 45%, uh, 25% said Joe Biden, 17% said Bernie Sanders, 13% said Kamala Harris. 
Why do you want? You know, you know they're actually there. the GOP is actually pushing for people to donate to Marianne's yes. campaign because I they want they want her in the next all debate. The yeah, I'm right, here yeah. for it. Yeah. I'm so here for yeah. it. I I'm kept highly encouraging. I will yes, say that. Highly encouraging people to donate to uh, and vote in the polls, right? Because as we said yeah. yesterday, you have to get both of those things. Yeah, you got to vote. Get her to two percent in four polls mm. plus 130,000 individual donors. Yeah. Say you're okay when they call you. Say you're a Democrat yeah. and say that you support Marianne Williamson. You're going to do everyone a favor. <laughs> Come on, guys. Trust me Just on this. <laughs> I, I think the Kamala thing is because people kind of like to see a good competition. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people are kind of wondering, like, how, how does Trump deal with Kamala? I don't want to see a good competition. No, I, I just want to see him destroy high. whoever. Yeah, you're you right. I'm, I'm with you there. But there is there is that temptation to yeah. want that, I think. In, yeah. a poll, in a poll, who cares? Yeah, It's a very scientific poll on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah. Right, right. Uh, all right, today's poll. Should Portland's mayor step down for giving his city over to Antifa, which, of course, uh, we know, attacked reporter Andy No. Over the weekend, Chris, you're from Oregon. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. I, have you seen this guy speak? Have you seen the mayor? He's he's like George McFly exactly. Yeah, really. It's like I I I just don't know. No, oh, uh, you know, dear. what if uh, what if people don't think I'm good enough? I don't know <laughs> if I can handle that kind of rejection. <laughs> you know, he's, this That's is amazing. this is his this is how, who he is, yeah. and you don't want a weak person like that as your mayor. He tries to sound strong. Mm -hmm. But so did George like McFly. <laughs> <laughs> and he never punched out Biff, this yeah. one. So. Uh, that's like yeah. the mayor on Portlandia, that show Portlandia. Was anyone, you guys ever watch no. that? Yeah. It's like a sketch comedy show, and like they, yeah. that was exactly what the profile of the mayor was. No, that, that show, show is a real. documentary. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know? <laughs> you guys think that's a fiction? <laughs> Chad, what do you think? Should he step down? Uh... Yeah, but he's not going to. I, this is like Escape from New York. You remember that old Kurt Russell movie in the 80s? You know, I'm gotta, loving the references We got to send, <laughs> send in Snake Plissken because Portland right. is gone. Oh, for real. I mean, yeah. it's, it's gone. I'll go in there. Give me an eye yeah. patch. Let's do this. Exactly. Let's Two. go in. I believe the mayor should enter the presidential race. <laughs> Uh, go for it. <laughs> I was like, let's combine these two polls. <laughs> Let us know what you think uh, by going over to The Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Thanks for making this special trip. It's been a pleasure. We'd love to have you back. I love being here. You guys are great. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, too. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes, And Friday. Wow. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.